Reverend Darlene. Oh, yes, I am. Hello. (laughs) And happy birthday, Darlene. Well, thank you so much. Isn't this thank you? It's so exciting to be with to be with God and with all of you. What a gift I am receiving. Wow. Yes. Double portion. Get to celebrate your birthday and, and also with the community. What a blessing that is. It is. Thank you. And Sandy, are you there? I'm here, Padre. Hi, everyone. Hey, Sandy. Bless you. I want to hear more about what Renee says about the Padre. <laughs> well, I will say this. The Padre just celebrated, for everyone to know, on the call on July 1st, Padre celebrated 40 years. Yes, you heard me right. 40 years in the ministry. How amazing. Bless you, Padre. But thank you, Renee, for your prayers in the beginning and supporting Celebrating Life as you have over the years. We really appreciate your addition to these teleclasses because they're very meaningful. And Mm -hmm. I just appreciate you. And also Pat Hansen, who's recording tonight. So our tech people are so important when it comes to that. But we get to celebrate Darlene and Sandy tonight. We get to talk about finding God in hard places. I don't think we have to go very far to find resources for stories. For oh, my gosh. What do you think? <laughs> nope. <laughs> True. Absolutely not. So, Darlene, how was your Fourth of July weekend? Our, our our fourth was quiet this year. We usually traditionally we go with family. We don't camp, but they all do. And so we usually are at the lake. And there had been a, a couple of changes with their lives, and so the paths changed. So it was just me and my husband and Asia, our dog. And so we wow. just it was just kind of quiet, just quiet. But we wanted to have. This is what was interesting with the change. We wanted to have have pizza while well, everything was closed. It was 4th of July, and uh, you'd think it would be open, but yes. we ended up having a gas station pizza. So it was really it was really kind of fun, but but quiet, aware of the everything going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I agree. It, you're, it's funny because I got my. Some of my brothers and sisters together for Fourth of July, and we always had this tradition, you know, when we got together, to go to a fried chicken place that we knew <clears> as <throat> children. So we all said, yes, we'll meet there, and we meet there, and they're on vacation. So it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> so one day, <laughs> you that us too. Vacation, they wouldn't <laughs> do that, but there it was. And so we shifted in there at a restaurant, but everybody was waiting for that delicious fried chicken from the Midwest. But, you know, it yes. just is what it is. <laughs> Sandy, how was your 4th of July weekend? It's so quiet. I had a quiet inward morning doing some prayers and meditations because I have a special day off from work. And then oh. in the afternoon, I did some errands and had an early meal and chat with one of my new roommates. Uh, sure. Wow. Well, it's beautiful. I mean, we can all rest, and I think a lot of us did for the 4th of July and it was kind of extended because most of us got Monday off, too. That it was a longer weekend. So we got to do our activities but besides the rest. And talking about rest, Sandy, can I offer you to offer an opening prayer for our teleclass tonight? Yes. Yeah, I have one prepared. Part of the beginning is um, from St. Teresa of Avila. And then the okay. rest. Yeah. 
came. So the magnificent refuge is inside you. Shatter the darkness that shrouds the doorway. Be bold. Be humble. Close your eyes and follow your breath to the still place that leads to the invisible path that leads you home. Holy Spirit, be with each of us now on the call with our relations. Let your spirit of wisdom and compassion find the places in us that need healing and your grace. Help us to stop the struggle and to surrender our hard places. Let us see with the eyes of the heart. Help us to know you and to follow the spark of light inside us, guiding us, expanding us to our next place of fulfillment. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Very fitting for tonight. For me, preparing, finding God in the hard places, and it's about remembering our past and present, and how how did I, how did we apply that principle of prayer or communion with God in, in those times that we needed God the most. And I am sure everyone on this call tonight can relate to this subject matter. Maybe you're dealing with going through a divorce or maybe a sickness like cancer or maybe it's your pet is sick and maybe ready to transition. There's multiple ways of us, I call it our world stands still and we're seeking the divine of how to either rectify this, pray for it, or how to release it. Maybe it's a lawsuit that you're going through. And I've been through a couple with friends, and it's not it's not a happy place to be. It robs your energy, is how I would say it. So I don't know what's robbing your energy tonight on this call, but we're here to set a tone, set a pace, knowing that the God of this universe has our back and will supply our daily need, mm-hmm. that peace that passes all understanding. So with that, it's, it's really a pleasure to have both of my community members, Darlene and Sandy, with me tonight. Darlene is returning. She's one of our uh, return guests, and she has so many fabulous <laughs> stories. You know, she could take the whole hour just talking about I could. Herself, yep. her experiences because <laughs> there are so multiple. But speaking of finding God in these hard places, Darlene, what would be maybe not your beginning, but something that comes to mind that puts you on the path, so to speak, of looking for God? Thank you, Padre. And I know you're feeling it, and I believe everyone on this call, there's an intimacy. I feel it's like we are, that our, the ears that we are speaking to are God's ears, are the divine, the Holy Spirit. Oh. And it's those ears, and it's such a safe place because this topic, this wasn't easy because we have to look at, at least for me, I can speak for me, because oh, yeah. it's, I didn't want to go in there. And, and what I've lived this year, <laughs> just this year, has been oh, yeah. such a transformation. But what I'm recalling, what I want to share at this moment was how I was, was my mother's death. And that takes me back, and, and how the bridge to CLM and Ron Roth and you, how that happened. It was, oh, wow. and, I'm, and I'm just going to speak just a little bit about what my experience was. There was a, yeah. 
So I was getting ready for work, and and I'm going to stop at this moment. You know, Padre, how you have all your notes all set out and everything is right? (laughs) Mine just fell, so I'm going to go with the the information (laughs) in my heart. (laughs) So, you know, and and, and so it's really okay because it's God's ears. So Mm -hmm. I was getting ready for work. It was wintertime, and I was alone in the house, and I heard this silent sweet voice and this voice said to me and I'm putting my scrubs on I was a nurse at the time and I heard let me have her and I thought what and I kept getting dressed it was so sweet oh I'm getting confirmation in my body right now and and I I heard again let me have her now my mother was terminal cancer and I was in denial only child, parents divorced, my kids were babies, my husband is wonderful, but I did not want to have my mother leave this planet. So I heard it again, and then, and I screamed, no, I need her here, I need her. And all of a sudden, I felt the profound suffering that my mother was experiencing by holding on, and how we, as loved ones, can have the power to hold our loved ones here. And I felt that it just permeated. And so in that moment, I heard, okay, I, I will let her go because the love that was waiting for her was so much more than anything human could give her here. The next day, so I left it and, and still was in denial, but the next day she was she had worsened already, was admitted to hospice, and died three days later. So oh even in that even in that denial, it was how tight we were. But it, if I hadn't felt that, if I hadn't been given that gift, the voice was the Holy Spirit, the sweetness of that, and then just yeah. standing there and feeling it, and then it catapulted me. You know, obviously the the miracle that I expected, the cure that I was waiting for was not yeah. in that physical it was in the healing wow. so and That's through so that wow. through that that it catapulted me into becoming the woman that I continue to become I believe we don't we I believe we say a daughter a wife a, a sister but when our mother dies we become a woman the holy mother becomes even more of a divine presence. Mm-hmm. And in that, mm-hmm. I was guided to run. I was guided to prayer, to healing, because I was empty. I, I, I believed God was still there, but I wasn't experiencing it. And the rest with CLM is, is history. Wow, that's beautiful, wow, beautiful. darling. Because the, the understanding of going through death, and especially with a parent, or child, it really does, it shifts our whole nature, who we are, and our thought process, and our beliefs. I mean, it challenges every one of those, and I'm sure all these, our listeners are relating that in some way to their own personal story, and how we have to empty ourselves in order to be filled again. Now, Sandy, how do you relate to Darlene's experience with her mom? Yeah, that touched me deeply as soon as you started speaking. I felt those little, those little prick of tears. And 
I could feel inside like those hurt alone child places that we don't often touch kind of become active and that you listen to the voice like you heard the voice but then you said what was true for you really also was another piece right that I took I in. Like that. you and know so like you said yeah. hey that's where I am oh sorry Audrey go ahead mm. Well, because you recently lost your father, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know the loss, you know the separation. And I remember, mm-hmm. and I've shared that story before about when Ron Roth passed away. Even though I care for him 24-7 for three years, when that presence is missing, it changes your world, or at least it changed mine. Yeah. Maybe others yeah. can say, well, I'm, now I can get on with life. And I was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck in care mode and didn't know how yep. to get out of that. And it took yeah. beautiful people to speak into my life, take me on trips, just to kind of get me outside of the my form, my essence, my home. Say, hey, there's a world still that needs the work of the ministry. And I just thank God for those people who took me by their arms. Don Carbella, one of them, she's the one that, she was part of our prayer group that I started. And she was the one that kind of pulled me out of, like, you got to move your butt. you got to get going. It's like, I don't really want to. Because <laughs> I didn't know, no. I'm sure it was a depression. So it really, for me to have loving people around me and encouraging me, sometimes yanking me, you have to go here, you have to do this. And I needed the pull. And those were mm-hmm. angels. I would look back and mm-hmm. say, thank God for these beautiful people. I know Wendy was one who took me to Poland twice. And it's like it was just to get me back on the ministry trail that you can do this. And it's like just that confidence, you know. So there are angels out there that are supporting you and me. And sometimes we don't know it until we look back and go, oh, my God, I was being cared for. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's really huge in our essence yeah. of who we are. Sandy, I know that you had, a, I think, a, a car fender bender or something like that. Talk about hard places. How was that for you? Yeah, I was rushing, coming back from work, and I live in a shared townhouse. Sometimes I get carport parking. Other times I'm on the street. And I pulled in, and I heard, do you want to leave your car here? You parked here yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'm in a rush. (laughs) So I left my car (laughs) there, a little bit close to a truck, but still a foot or so back, like I wasn't, you know, over the line or anything. So I had the class and woke up the next morning, you know, rushing out to work. And uh, I went out, parked my car and or passed the car. And I was saying to myself, that's not my car because it had a huge hole in the front fender. (laughs) And then as I moved closer, I realized, oh, that was my car. And um, (laughs) a week and a half later, I found a piece of styrofoam that fits in the bumper. And then I've been getting little messages. So the last message was this fit, you know, on top of the piece that's cut off and that your bumper was totally open and they pressed it down because I couldn't, I couldn't see like how it, you know, how it happened, you know, based on what, uh, you know, what was left. Sure. But my yeah. sense for the two weeks or maybe almost a month, I'd been having visions of having a car accident and getting injured. And I would be driving and I would have a sense of like, oh, that person could hit you. You're going to have an accident. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so what I was sitting with and praying and clearing 
was perhaps this was a way to clear what that piece was without being hit myself. Mm, you know, just let the car. Yeah. And Sandy, your story reminds me of one of my first accidents. (laughs) Like I had many, but (laughs) but I remember having, actually, I wanted to know what it felt like to be in an accident. I was like, that's crazy. Who who thinks of those things? (laughs) And it it did happen. And now I choose not to do it, even though I did it twice in the same place of the road. (laughs) And then I finally realized, well, I can change my attitude. I can change my habits. And because we're all early in the morning, like four or five o'clock in the morning. So just that adjustment alone would help bring safety to my life. But knowing these hard places that we hit, during my accident, of course, I said, God help me. I don't know, because I hit someone twice. And I mean, not the person, but their car. And they were okay. You know, but still that the trauma that comes with that. But it, yeah. uh, in the end, it forced me to choose differently in my life. So I think that mm-hmm. there's the angels again, setting a pattern or presenting an opportunity that will direct us to another place, a deeper walk with the divine. I know, Darlene, you had an experience, I think, going to India. Oh, my gosh, yes. It was a, you know, and, and we were ordained by this time, and that's when Ron heard the call, and all of us oh, were, yeah. were called, called there. It was 2006. And what I experienced was nothing like what I thought it was going to be. For whatever reason, I thought it was going to be a nice little vacation. And oh. it... it <laughs> I know, I know. So everyone that's on this call that has been there or or knows, you you understand, or if you've experienced the the diksha. As soon as we yeah. as soon as we got there, then and and we got there and I touched Mother India. As soon as my foot touched, I went into the dark night, and I thought, yeah. oh my God, I got to be here. I got to be here for five weeks. And how how are we going to do it? And it, wow. it, as it unfolded, and what I've learned through the years was that sometimes the process, the processing, the, the deep feelings takes a long time. It immediately started with me. And I, wow. and Carrie Chin was working at the time he was there. And I remember asking him, it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? He said, surrender, it'll go faster. I'm still surrendering. That's how, how that, <laughs> That was, but but what I experienced was I was very ill. I became physically ill. I had all the right medicines. Everything was there, but it was this transformation that was unfolding and the energy. I remember being in the middle of our dorm room and it was very, uh, you know, they were air conditioned then, but, and I'm sure they still are. But I remember sitting on the floor in the dorm and saying, God, I I can't do this. And I, everything had turned black and white. As soon as I touched the ground in this beautiful country, this ancient country, everything was black and white. And I, I thought, okay, I, this must be, how am I going to, I'm going to die here. How can I get my body home 8,500 miles away? And so I just laid there and, and all of a sudden I heard surrender. You want out? Surrender. So oh, wow. I thought, what do, what do I have to lose? And so I surrendered and I fell asleep. But when I opened my eyes, 
the room was filled with color. There was color. Everything was fine. Now, you know that it's a hot country, so we do dehydrate quickly. And But yeah. I, I, it was color. I was able to get up off the floor, go back, and I was fine. I felt that there was a, a healing. But until I was willing to surrender or forced to surrender, then mm-hmm. I... I was toast. That's how it was. And it was such a, such a gift. I have a prayer that Father Sudak, his prayer of surrender, at the time, I did not know this is what I was doing. I did not mm. understand consciously that this was, but mm-hmm. I'd like to share it with us. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so wonderful. And for those of you who, I don't know him well, the Croatian priest, has the stigmata, but oh my gosh, this prayer. So it's his prayer of surrender. Come, most Holy Spirit. Come, Spirit of grace. Come, our healer. Come, risen Lord. Come, our beloved teacher. Lord, my heart is in need of you. The depths of my heart cry out to you. I wish to open myself entirely to you. I desire that you penetrate me completely, that I belong to you, that you enter into my heart. I desire that only you dwell there. I desire to love you eternally. Fill me with your holy love. Strengthen me and be with me always. May your holy name be praised. I pray to you, Lord, for every person, for every heart that is beating for you. Answer their prayers. Do not allow any of them to be lost. This life passes so quickly. Allow us to become aware of what is important. To not lose ourselves, but to gain you. You are the only center of our lives. Only with you can I know what and who I am. Come, Lord. Come, most Holy Spirit. My heart is waiting for you. Amen. Amen. Wow, that that prayer resonates with me, and I'm sure our listeners, you know. Isn't it wonderful? Mm-hmm. I, I don't say adore Father Sudek. I got to meet him, did mm-hmm. a retreat with him two years ago in Croatia, and mm-hmm. it, it resonates with me. Because he has the stigmata, and he goes through every, I think it's every Friday, around three o'clock goes through this metamorphosis and he goes through the agony, mm. you know, with Christ. And it's like, it's hard to comprehend that, but that's a reality in his world. But yet his, when he speaks, there's that authority. So when you were praying that prayer of surrender, I was hearing it through his words. Oh, it my. just resonates so mm-hmm. much with me. And mm. hopefully that will touch people also because there's a dynamic there that changes everything. Because we talk about finding God in the hard places. It's like when our lives are falling apart, where do we go? Who do we go to? Who do we pray to? We've all experienced times in, whether it's an emotional, like India, it's like, what do I do? I mean, things are crazy. I, I remember my India experience, and it was so maybe opposite of yours because I got the I had the VIP experience. I know. <laughs> Look I was, at who you sat with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you were spoon-fed, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, I still had my trauma. But it was all about bringing up the process. And it's like, yeah. wow. I, I mean, I, I look back on my India experience as beautiful and hard because it's just, I, well, no, I won't say that. <laughs> but during my experience, I was revealed something. And I told the group. Oh, that's that, wonderful. And it actually happened according to what I heard. You're talking about mm. this small whisper. And I heard mm. it so direct. Now, I remember walking out of my group. And then I walked back in and I repeated what I just heard. And they go, you're nuts. And I go, that's what I heard. And it came true. So it's like, Absolutely. Um, even in our hard places, the spirit can teach us. And maybe you're listening tonight and, and you're also hearing a whisper of something that's going to be revealed to you. And I just want you to pay attention to those beautiful voices because they're there to help us, whether it's an angel, whether it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's Jesus, Yogananda, Buddha. It doesn't matter because they're there to help us to grow in that relationship. Now, Sandy, I know you read a lot of books. Um, <laughs> do you have, a, a whether it's a quote from someone that can relate to our subject matter for tonight? One came from A New Earth, the Eckhart Tolle. Okay. And I edited it a little bit. When faced with the radical crisis, when the old way to be in the world, interacting with each other, and the realm of nature doesn't work anymore, when survival is threatened by insurmountable problems, it's possible to rise above limits of conditioning in an evolutionary leap. Well, what does that mean to you? How has that played out in your life? Well, I was meditating on the mustard seed that we got at a retreat a while back. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember. I in a little bag, those little mesh bags that you can put crystals yeah. in or small, small yeah. things. And I was going through papers because in the same way that I like to collect things, I also like to recycle and let things go. And I found the piece of paper and I started to undo it really fast and then I heard the slow down and I mm. you know to myself it's just a piece of paper yeah. right <laughs> and and then my sense was there was something small in there because I didn't remember it's been out a few years now so I took it out and then I looked at it and what came to mind was all the things people say you know about mustard mustard seeds like you know the seed is so small the plant can grow so big and when I was tuning into it and looking around at information what I learned was that it could begin growing the next day like it doesn't have a long Ooh. germination right and it can grow like into a vegetable it can be eaten like other greens it can flower and go to seed and then used as a spice cooking yeah. condiment mustard and just that metamorphical process that we go through, like Darlene mentioned, mm -hmm. in the dark night. Yeah, it just really felt like it fit with the theme and what we were looking at. And the other piece was, I was like also thinking about what are hard places? Like, what did that mean to me? And I tuned into where we feel abandoned, where we feel alone, mm. we're hurt, mm. we're misunderstood sometimes in situations or as ourselves and that yeah. to be honest like I felt like I had to be really honest <laughs> more honest well I hope um, so <laughs> <laughs> 
we get we, we get <laughs> outed know. if we aren't. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I've been in the middle of some bigger things, like in my work, in my house, like in my life. Yeah. Um, and that I don't mm-hmm. have this down. Like I don't always know, you know, the right thing to do, and and that's a big struggle that I have. But when I remember, I can place my burdens, my fears, my worries on the altar and let them go. Give them to God, give Beautiful. them to my guides. Yeah. You know, and just to remember they're here to help me and to serve me. And for everyone gathered today, like what's our version of this? Is it nature, our version of God? Is it light? Is it a field? Mm. Is it a vibration? Your art. Your art, Sandy. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could be art. Oh, yeah. For me, it's color. You're so good at that. You're so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, color somehow is is healing. But the quote from Ephesians, you are holy and blameless in my sight. Mm. And then I added, even though we fall short every single day. Yeah. Well, being, have humility, you know, in every essence. And I like what you're presenting Sandy, because each of us have access, I call it, to that whispers of heaven, the voice, call it prayer, call it meditation, call it silence, even solitude, even last weekend, I just took a walk in nature, and it was so important to me to reconnect and just listen to the sound, mm-hmm. to the wind, to the trees, to the flowers that I have and grow, and it's like, it reinforces life to me. Yes. Without someone else saying it, nature is doing that on her own. And I believe it's screaming at us that sometimes we just need to, you know, when I'm kind of worried or whatever, I want to take a walk because I just want to get out of the house. I just want to hear my own voice or the voice speak Mm -hmm. to me. And when we make room for that silence, especially if you're a nature person, it's right there to embrace you. What a beautiful content of finding God in hard places because mm. there's a refuge that each of us have. And to me, the Holy Spirit yeah. will lead us there. You know, I know, Darlene, that you read a lot of books. You draw from the wisdom from many different sources. So can you share yeah. one with us? I can. And and I think this kind of just goes within a – I've got a couple of different ones here, but, but I have the – Honeybees. I I, w- I want to share a little bit about about that if I if I can because it'll oh, be within boy. the book with within this. So the beginning of this year, as you know, I had COVID pneumonia and I had been I was buried alive, and I I felt I was deep within in the ground, and I wow. could feel life above me. It was several feet above my face. I had no idea what I had done with it. And wow. I I needed to have that living, breathing presence. I needed, it, it was survival. Anyway, I was underground and I was in the arms of St. Therese of Lisieux. I could feel that yeah. we were buried alive. I could feel that she was holding me. And my thoughts were not about faith and gratitude. And, and who of, of among us don't deeply love her? She's She's part of us. And she was holding me. But what my thoughts were is, oh, my God, I chose a saint who died of tuberculosis. I can't breathe. And now look at whose arms I'm in. And and it was it was so and she she was still profound. But in my hand, there were stakes 
there were that she she was perfect obviously but i had these stakes in my hand it wasn't until i was preparing for this this teleservice with both of you that i yeah. that some of it made sense and out of the story of a soul the autobiography of saint Therese, there is a part of this message that i want to read Therese was suffering violently at each breath she took, and she felt as though she were stretched out on iron spikes. Then they began talking about the danger of gangrene. Well, all the better. While I am at it, I might as well suffer very much and all over for all of you and even have several sicknesses at the same time. This was her comment. Later on, when she was in a state of exhaustion, she confided to Mother Agnes, what would become of me if God did not give me courage? A person does not know what this is unless he experiences it. No, it has to be experienced. She even apologized when she cried out in pain. What a grace it is to have faith. If I had no faith, I would not, I would have inflicted death on myself without hesitating a moment. So what she did was she showed me after all these months, what those stakes were. They weren't mine. They were hers. It was such wow. a gift. And then the, the courage and the, and the faith that, that she had. So, but in that, in that period of 41 below zero and in the, the COVID, our beloved honeybees died. That devastated oh. me. It devastated. They, we, they lived up until mid January. We have another generation. Wow. So we have holy ground here and we've got next generation. But when you're asking about the book, the, in the book, The Way of the Rose by Clark Strand and Perdita Finn, there's this wonderful story that just a, a paragraph that they guided me to. And then I have a, a, a simple message from them. But what, sure. what it is, is, is Our Lady real? The answer is all around us. Trees are not abstractions. Mm. Oceans are not algorithms. Life is not an idea. To recognize Our Lady in the world is to acknowledge the world as real again, to belong to it as we belong to a mother, to feel moved mm. by the earth and its beauty and blessed by its generosity. Ask a grass blade what it means to grow, to have her feet in the damp and the dark of the earth, her head in the breezy sunlight. Ask a bee what, a, what she knows of clouds and rainfall and renewal. Ask the dirt to teach you mother wisdom and lay your ear against her belly or her breast. So that's what they teach me. That's what they, that's what they're here for, for us. They didn't give a rip about the pandemic, but about being <laughs> in the presence. Right. Wow. Wow. Thank you. So quickly, I will, I'll, I'm going to give you their message because they said it's a teaching. It's not a, it's not a message, but they said this is a sure. teaching, sacred geometry. They don't speak English, but frequency, and they relate their <laughs> geometry in their hives. They said all patterns are a sacred language of consciousness. They speak more sophisticated than I do, but the consciousness is a code, and they ask that we raise in our own levels of consciousness in this higher version of humanity, and it will be as a treasure map for us to follow. They also showed me ancient Afghanistan. So when we were talking about the 4th of July, I forgot about that with with what's going on there, but they, they yeah. told me to study it in the Sanskrit terms, so I I didn't get a chance to do that, but that's what what they're teaching is for us. Wow. Oh. 
There's a movie uh, about bees, bees and beekeeping in in a country like Afghanistan. But kind of a documentary in the desert. Yeah, in the desert, absolutely. And and mm. it's it's just amazing. And last year they showed me the you know they showed me Egypt. You know they showed me they mm. transformed our yard into pyramids and camels. I'm serious. And they and but this year these guys, these these girls are 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 different. They have a different frequency. And even though the Divine Mother walks here with them, they're guiding yeah. us into the ancient wisdom mm-hmm. and to draw from it and learn from it and be it. Wow, well, you're already revealing the mystery, Darlene, you know, in your stories and your story and your bees. And they've already, have they multiplied? Oh, yeah. I just had the inspector out and they're very healthy. All the queens were identified. Everybody's, everybody's doing wonderful because even though resilience is what God showed me, showed us in that hard place, it was extremely, um, I didn't want to do it again. But I, but I was told you don't get to say no. And so now, yes, they're fine. We've drawn into the inspectors, the the state inspectors, and everybody's good. Everybody's wonderful. Beautiful. I know losing those hives and your honeybees because of below zero. I mean, forty below is oh my god. Yes, we cold. And who can survive that? And but again, there's a time and a place for everything under heaven. So yes. it was their time and this new generation. So life begins again, and you get to become a mom again. You know, I am. Just allow I love it. Grace to, mm. It's really who you are, and it's what a beautiful dimension that is, because it's a whole, a whole new, brand new place for you. But what's happening, at least from my observation of you, Darlene, is the mysteries unfolding for you, and the understanding that is. Thank you. And I want to go yes. back to with your experience with COVID, and and because you mentioned that you were underneath the St. Therese, underneath the ground. Now, was that yep. a metaphor? Was that a an illusion? What was that? So how do you draw from that? Where did you get that? Oh, that's a, such, a, such, a good, it, such a good question. It's a, it's a mystical experience that I experience often. And, and what I've learned and what I'm continuing to learn is how God, how the divine Holy Spirit holds me, loves me, teaches me is through that those mystical mysteries and uh, it was like one morning we were we were fine and then the next day I'm buried alive and I could and I I remember how do I get out of here how is this possible but being in her arms and she wasn't stressed at all and and yet I uh, I couldn't I couldn't move my prayers were I want to live and and that I had no idea that I had COVID and I wow. was, but the stake, so, it, it, you know, the mystical and all of us can experience that because, you know, I'm really very ordinary and, and having the experiences I do deny, I, I wait till the last minute, all these human things that, that we have, True. but that yeah. never, ever fails. And in that buried alive, I, I remember feeling I was five feet below and I remember hearing life, people walking above me. And, and I, I, wow. I loved that she showed me those stakes within the last few days. It makes so much sense. So 
So when we think we're going to get it, you know, right away yeah. or that yeah. we'll, we'll have, that's not how God works for me. That's not how, yeah. how my relationship is within the, the mystical expression and the love that is not spoken in English. Wow. I mean, I, that, that is so beautiful and that is so you, Darlene, because the way I relate to that is when Ron passed away and everybody was having Ron talk to them and giving them messages for me and I said, well, that can't be true because he'd tell me he wouldn't use his mm-hmm. third person to tell me. But mm-hmm. again, I was so blocked or I was so in pain that I couldn't access that. And I remember having right. a, a, a dream one night and actually it was Ron. And he didn't mm-hmm. talk to me. First time I actually got to see him in the dream. And we were in this mm-hmm. beautiful place. And I didn't know mm-hmm. what that beautiful place was. But I, after the dream and in the morning, I was reading the scriptures and it, and it described heaven. And we were in heaven. And he was showing me. But not without mm-hmm. words. It was just by heart to heart, so to speak. And it's like I was so overjoyed that I know he lived. Mm-hmm. We say we're loved ones going to, but until we have proof, you know, but the proof is to me a mystical thing is we transcend our bodies, our time, our space, and we enter into this beautiful place. And for me oh, to get yes. to see heaven now, it's like when everybody, somebody talks about it, I go, I've been there. I know that. Mm. And so I know your experience with St. Therese is the mystical, but it's so real. And I think also, Sandy, you have a reference point too for this is sometimes we get little breadcrumbs or it's um, the mystery and so we God shows us little places and it connects the dots and I'm like that's what it was and you mm-hmm. know it's, the mm-hmm. mystery unfolds through all of it doesn't it Sandy? yeah yeah definitely keeping God central and just allowing myself to be led and asking like what are the breadcrumbs because sometimes I'm following my own breadcrumbs yeah. <laughs> and what does well, that mean? Yeah. Why don't we try to figure back it out? The... Yeah, drawing yeah. board. But again, prayer is such a meaningful place. And, and and for those who have been on our calls before, I love scriptures. I love what the Holy Spirit opens up for each of us, myself included. And opening up prayer for today, one of the highlights for me was Isaiah 60. And it's all about the promises. And it's like, to me, that's an earmark or entering into another dimension once again. So I meditate on this. I kind of want to walk with the Spirit in that for it to be revealed. Mm -hmm. And so when we are in difficult places, when we're trying to find God, I, you know, Padre Pio says, people try to find God in books, but I find him in prayer. And to Mm -hmm. me, that's night and day. You know, and it's Beautiful. only those mm-hmm. who've been on that spiritual path yeah. will recognize that and realize it's in the silence, it's in the solitude, it's in that oneness with God that really gets to reveal the essence of who God is. Do you have any favorite scripture quotes that you like, Darlene? Oh, I do. And, and my focus was on the hard places and what kept coming. And I realized as I was meditating and praying on the verses, how I've been using them. For years, and oh, one wow. one of the it, this one got me through nursing school was all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians four oh, yeah. thirteen. Yeah. That did, and my mother when she was when I would be on my knees in prayer with her, 
and when she still was alive, it was Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Those are just two that still, I, that they're in my heart. They're, they're alive in my, and even when my faith is challenged, you know, it's not God's faith, yeah. it's mine. And, yeah. and so to, to have that, that present itself, you know, again, the belief helped my unbelief. Ask and it shall be given unto you. You know, those are, yeah. are, believe it in and well to me they're you know decree from scripture and they're grounding you know sometimes we don't i don't say believe it we need something or someone like god holy spirit to tell us this is the way home so mm-hmm. when it's mm-hmm. breathed from god when it's breathed from scripture to me and that's my world and i say i understand that i had a friend who was really going through a difficult time with a lawsuit and i was kind of walking with him and he got this quote, and it said, "Stand firm and know, I am mm. God." I mean, mm. don't fight this. Just stand mm. firm. And you know, we mm. all want to fight. We all want to figure it out. And every day, my friend would use this quote. Every day, every day, every day, and speak it out. Oh. And it all worked out according to what God Wonderful. wanted in that situation. Oh. And but I always, it's an earmark for me. It's a grounding for whenever I'm in a hard place. I stand on God, that God promised this. And it's like, okay, I can trust God because he's came through so many times for me. You know, and, and it's really about entering into that relationship that we all do. And whether it's Mother Nature teaching us, whether it's the Spirit of God teaching us, whether it's St. Therese, Hildegard of Bingen, we all have helpers. And so whoever your helpers are, you know, we're going to draw on them. feel like it's time for our prayer time. And just knowing that you and I are connected. We are connected in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason why you're on this call is we want to help you enter into that place of knowing of uh, that there is a support out there, whether it's Mother Nature, our Blessed Mother, Jesus, Yeshua, Yogananda, one of your favorite saints that is there, or Sage, doesn't matter. They're placed in our lives in order to draw near to the nectar, like the honeybees, they create this beautiful mm-hmm. nectar with sweetness mm-hmm. that we can connect with. Sandy, would you like to begin prayers for our community, for our, those who are listening? And if any words of knowledge come, you know, just say because we want to connect to the spirit. And then we'll mm-hmm. follow through with Darlene and then myself. You are holy and blameless in my sight. Let these words of blessing sink into your heart, mind, and spirit. You may find it hard to believe this amazing truth because you know that you fall short. Indeed, you're not holy and blameless in yourself, and you will not be sinless in this life. As you spend time with the presence, opening our heart, you'll be able to receive more of the love and fullness of God that is your birthright. Peace to the fear. Peace to the anger. Peace to the agony and defeat. Peace to the changes. And peace to all the openings and new growth. New plantings. Peace and thanks to the honeybees for their golden nectar. Mm. Their knowledge and Mm. their love. I like, Sandy, how you 
decreed those things in peace. Because I know sometimes in my own hard places, I have to affirm what God says because my mind gets rattled with trying to figure things out. And when we allow his peace to come over us, to direct us, to fill us, and those are decrees that we can pray with confidence that God will take care of this situation. So that was beautifully done, Sandy. Mm. Thank you. I felt your authority, Sandy. I felt authority. Mm. Beautiful. How about you, Darlene? Would you lead us in so, prayer? I will. Thank you. I have a, one of my helpers who is Paramahansa Yogananda. And I have, uh, this yeah. is one of my, my favorites from Songs of the Soul called God, God, God. From the depths of slumber, as I ascend the spiral stairway of wakefulness, I whisper, God, God, God. Thou art the food, and when I break my fast of nightly separation from thee, I taste thee and mentally say, God, God, God. No matter where I go, the spotlight of my mind ever keeps turning on thee. And in the battle din of activity, my silent war cry is ever, God, God, God. When boisterous storms of trials shriek and worries howl at me, I drown their noises loudly chanting, God, God, God. When my mind weaves dreams with threads of memories, on that magic cloth I do emboss, God, God, God. Every night in time of deepest sleep, my peace dreams and calls joy, 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 and my joy comes singing evermore, God, God, God. In waking, eating, working, dreaming, sleeping, serving, meditating, chanting, divinely loving, my soul Constantly hums, unheard by any. God, God, God. Amen. 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 Wow, that really resonates. You know, the whatever we need, whatever. If we're in a hard place right now, for those that are listening, speaking God. God, God, to every situation. It just brings the peace. It brings mm-hmm. presence. It brings focus. It brings grounding for you, for me, for our community. Wow, those are beautiful prayers both of you have decreed. Just entering into this beautiful place. I really sense St. Therese, the angels, the saints, the sages, the divine beings of light, that have um, mm. already infiltrated our hard places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know some of you who have pets that are ready to pass over or are sick, we want to pray for them. And I promise mm. I'd pray for Allie, the cat, that mm. her well-being, she's not eating, she's sickly, but there's strength that will continue to bring her fulfillment of life. And when it's her time to go to the abyss of God, it will be a peaceful transition but also every one of your pets, your loved ones, that draw near like the honeybees. We get very attached to their personality, their Mm -hmm. love, their concern for the family members, and for the care at which they give us, and safety. 
we just bless them now. We bless them with a motherly love, with a caress, with a kiss from heaven, and deep appreciation for who they have been and who they are becoming, because we're all becoming energies of light. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for sending the angels, but also changing the atmosphere of the trade winds for the West Coast. We just speak rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Um, Holy Spirit, you know how to create a new portal of jet stream that will bring the rain, even though it's not in its season, but it's your season, O Lord, our God. And, and God says, let there be rain. So we just bless the West Coast with the rain. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for the healing of people's stomach, the, the digestion tract. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the fire of your love, the fire of your love, just begin to burn. Now the, I just feel pain in the back of my, my head, um, whether it's tumors, whether it's trauma to the, the head. I just speak to that now. Come, Holy Spirit. I speak peace that passes all understanding. Let the fire of your love, the mercy, the kindness of God begin to infiltrate. And just the release of pain in the arms, whether it's arthritis, and down the legs, down the back, um, I just speak now, come Holy Spirit. I break the spirit of death that's robbing you of the freedom of no pain. Come Holy Spirit. I break it now in the name of Jesus. And let that, the pouring love of God just begin to translate every morsel of your being. And I just feel the, the intensity of the immune system. Now uh, the Holy Spirit is taking that with the angels and actually laying hands on each of you mm-hmm. right now. Come, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Just feel the fire, the warmth of God begin to take away all pain, all disease. No, even in the neck area. Come, Holy Spirit. I just feel there's a work of God happening here. And just I command the, the spine to loosen, the neck to loosen, and just the, and the thyroid. I speak to the thyroid that come, Holy Spirit. It's kind of like working its way down the body right now. It's just divine grace, the flow, the reign of God, the love of God, just assuming, consuming what is ill in us and speaking life forces back into the body. Mm-hmm. So I speak to every organ of the body, every organ, the kidney, the pancreas, the liver, the heart, beat afresh, anew, come Holy Spirit. Just feel like the vibration of love, transforming, renewing, and restoring. In the ears, come Holy Spirit. Just clarity in the eyes, Come, Holy Spirit. There's just a, a like a magnet of heaven that is assimilating into your bodies right now. Just the love of the Creator. And, you know, it's your part is just to surrender and just receive. And it's so easy to just say, God, I, surrender. I put my life on your altar and I surrender my life. I surrender my hard places right now. Come, Holy Spirit. And maybe that's in a relationship. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just allow grace now to put it on the altar. And when we set a flame, the altar, it burns up everything that we, we held dear, in a sense, or the hardness of it. And so it can just come to ashes. And when it's ashes, then the winds of change can take over. 
but we have to place ourselves and our needs or desires on the altar. So as we do this in the imagination, but it also happens in the spiritual, just as a Darlene experience being in the death underneath the ground. It's both and. So we just allow the Holy Spirit not to do her work. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, divine breath. And even those people who can't get clear in the mind, some of us call it diksha mind in a sense, where it's just that mm-hmm. clarity that needs to, the focus needs to come into focus in an essence. So I'm going to symbolically put both of my hands on your ears or your head, so to speak, and I just speak life and balance into the brain, into the immune system, into the nervous system. And I speak life. And that quote, stand firm and know that I am God. 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 We just say thank you, God, for your living presence. We thank you for your presence tonight in all these people's lives, our lives, our community. We bless the United States. We bless the Biden-Harris administration that the wisdom of God, the counsel of God, begin to infiltrate and just bring peace to the world, to our nation, to our communities, to our schools, to the policemen, to the firemen, all those who care, the nursing, the administration in the hospitals. We're just speaking life and breath, life and breath. And just for everyone who have caught COVID, we just say, come Holy Spirit. I break the spirit of death. And we place a hedge of protection around every person now who's dealing with that illness. Come Holy Spirit. We breathe new life into you. We bring hope. We bring the great I am presence. Heal, restore. Spirit of death, I break your hold. And in its place, life eternal. Mm. The love of God, the love of the mother, the love of the father. Hallowed be your name, O Lord. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in your life, in our life, in our community. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.